Hello, HSP Wellness Warriors. Daphne here. Tanya and I are taking a summer break from our normal podcast recording while we're both working on some exciting new projects that we'll be sharing with you soon. During this time on the podcast, we'll be sharing previous talks from my highly sensitive and strong Facebook community, along with some of our guided meditations. And now, on to today's episode on cultivating inner calm with mindfulness. If you'd like to be part of the conversation on more talks like this one, please join me in the Highly Sensitive and Strong Facebook community. I'll post the link in the show notes. So one of the things that I teach in my Freedom from Anxiety and Refine and Thrive program is how to cultivate inner calm through everyday mindfulness and easeful living practices so that you're no longer ruled by stress, anxiety, burnout, or overwhelm in your life. And when it really comes down to it, you know, most of us, we just want to be happy. We want to feel safe. We want to not be ruled by stress and anxiety. And we want to be able to be there for our family and friends and to show up to do whatever work it is that we want to do in the world. So today I'm going to talk about mindfulness because mindfulness is something that can help us with all of those things. And then we'll also just do a couple of short practices together. So as we get started, again, I just want to say welcome to anyone who joins in along the way. Um, I'm Daphne. I'd like to take a moment um, for, for yourself just to get yourself organized. So you might even want to grab something to take notes with, or you might want to go grab yourself a cup of tea or some water, and then just get yourself settled, get comfortable, because we're going to do a little bit of a deep dive training on mindfulness. My passion is to help others and to help other highly sensitive people really gain control of their stress, of their anxiety, and their overall health so that you can enjoy a happy, healthy life so that you feel safe in the world and that you're really able to just show up for your family and friends along with being able to do the work that you want to do in the world. And mindfulness is the practice of engaging deeply with your life. When you practice, you're really learning to cultivate inner calm, to cultivate your inner strength that is really innate to you. And your strength is something that can then be applied to life stressors to counteract your stress, to counteract worry and anxiety so that you can be more skillful in your life. 
So my teacher, Thich Nhat Hanh, says that mindfulness is a kind of energy that we generate, and everyone has the capacity to generate the energy of mindfulness. It's simply paying attention on purpose to the present moment, and this is a practice that can be literally applied to any moment of our day-to-day experience. So the energy of mindfulness really allows us to be aware of what is going on in our body, in our mind, in our thoughts, in our feelings, and, um, and also what's going on around us um, in the world. And mindfulness is the kind of energy that allows us to be present because if you're not present, then you can't really know what is truly happening in the here and now. When we are not present, it means that we are lost in our thoughts um, or lost in you know what's going on externally. And it's important to know that our thoughts, can sometimes be deceiving. You know, our thoughts aren't always true. And an example that I'll give of this is that when I first started to um, suffer from extreme panic and anxiety disorder, my thoughts were always that I thought I was going to die. I mean, it felt like I was going to die. And then those thoughts would start to generate an energy behind them and I would get really caught up in those thoughts and that would increase the amount of anxiety that I felt. So those thoughts were deceiving because the truth was was that the the symptoms that I felt from my panic and anxiety as bad as they were, they weren't going to kill me. So why are we having a conversation today about mindfulness? Um, Why do we even care enough to try to practice being more deeply in touch with our life as it is unfolding? I haven't found anything else that is as powerful, as nurturing, and as insightful as cultivating the capacity to really be present with my own life. And without mindfulness, we can literally be zoning out through the moments of our life, maybe waiting for some other better moment um, that might come at some other time. And over the years, I've found that the more that I practice mindfulness, the more I care about it because I've really come to see that mindfulness influences everything in my life. It influences all of my relationships, my relationship with myself, with my family, um, with my friends, with my students, with nature, um, that it's mindfulness that allows me to really connect with the tree that's sitting outside my window, with the air that I'm breathing, and with what's going on um, in our society and with our planet. And it also helps me to better care for the planet um, because I'm more in touch with it. And, And I 
think probably most of us can agree, if not all of us can agree, that we, we do need to be caring for our planet. So mindfulness allows us to explore the many different dimensions of our lives, both the pleasantness, the unpleasantness, the joys, the grief, the fear, the happiness, so that all of these things become available to us to sense and to be in a deeper relationship with ourselves. So you could say that mindfulness really is in essence how we relate to ourselves, to others, and to the world in a way that really might allow us to start to see ourselves and others in a new way that through mindfulness we begin to see that we can actually start to free ourselves from some of the more habitual ways that we see ourselves, that we think of ourselves, and also the way that we interact with other people in our lives. Life is only available for us to experience in each moment. And I really believe that all the best life and spiritual teachers help to remind us of this, that mindfulness allows us to come home to the present moment and really get in touch with life and even all the wonders of life that are available to us. And it's really so simple. You don't have to make it complicated. You and I both have an appointment with life. And that appointment takes place in the present moment. And if you miss the present moment because you're lost in your thoughts of the past or your worries about the future, then essentially you're missing your appointment with life. And I believe that this is really important because none of our moments are repeatable. Once they're gone, we don't get them back. I have found that mindfulness has many benefits. The actual practice of mindfulness is not a self-improvement practice. Because here's the thing, there's really no improving yourself because you're already complete, you're already whole, you're already beautiful just the way you are. This isn't about doing. The practice of mindfulness is actually more of a practice of being than doing. And there's nothing special to attain from our practice um, because you're already special just the way you are. And there's really nothing that needs to be added because you're already whole, you're already complete, your essential nature is already a beautiful, it's already awake. But the challenge for us is, can we actually live that truth while we have the chance. You know, the Buddhists would say that you are already a Buddha, that your Buddha nature 
is already complete. And the only thing that is missing is for you to realize that it is already true. How does that sit with you? Um, That thought of you are already beautiful, you are already complete, just the way that you are, and that the practice of mindfulness is not about trying to make yourself something different or something better. Chogyam Trungpa Rinpoche, who was the founder of Naropa University, where I went to school, he would say that um, about the practice of meditation, that meditation is not about trying to change ourselves, but instead it is about befriending who we already are. It's about developing the, the courage and the capacity to be fully present with all of our experiences, um, no matter how beautiful um, or how difficult they are. So I want to do um, just a short practice right now together. So I'd like you to please just find a comfortable position, um, preferably sitting. And if you're not, as hopefully none of you are driving a car, but um, if you're driving a car, then don't close your eyes. If you're just sitting comfortably and it's comfortable for you, you can go ahead and close your eyes or you can just allow your gaze to drop and to soften. And I want you to begin by just taking a moment to check in with yourself. So just bring your attention into your body and begin to notice your physical sensations. You might notice your feet if they're against the floor, or you might notice the sensation of your um, bottom against the chair. You might notice if there are any sensations of comfort or discomfort in your body. You might notice if your body is feeling relaxed or feeling any tension. And then just begin to notice the natural rising and falling of your breath. And you don't need to change the way that you're breathing or try to breathe differently, but just notice the breath coming in and then leaving the body. For some of us, especially if you have experienced a lot of anxiety, turning the attention to the breath can sometimes um, actually be a little stressful because when we experience um, stress and anxiety, we often will um, end up breathing very shallow, um, sometimes even hyperventilating. And so it's very helpful for us to then just practice turning our attention to our breathing 
when we feel relaxed and when we feel comfortable. And then I also want you to take a moment just to start to notice the quality of your thoughts. So what I mean by that is, do you have a lot of thoughts coming up right now? Or is your thinking happening more slowly? Is there um, a little bit of an agitation around your thoughts? Or are you feeling relaxed? And again, um, whatever you're feeling is okay. We're not trying to change the way we feel. We're not trying to change the way we think. We're simply noticing whatever is present for us in this moment right now. And then as you continue just to notice any physical sensations in your body, as you notice the rising and falling of the breath, just begin to expand your awareness so that you notice any sounds. You're hearing the sound of my voice. Um, but any other sounds that you notice happening in and around the room. I just heard the sound of my belly growling. <laughs> and, um, and then when you're ready, slowly open your eyes and bring your attention back to the room. This is one way of um, bringing our attention to the present moment um, of practicing mindfulness. It's a little bit more in a meditative style, but we're still practicing mindfulness, just being mindful of our body, of our thoughts, um, and of the present moment. Because mindfulness is always mindfulness of something. So when you drink your tea, if you are aware that you're drinking your tea, then that is mindfulness of drinking. And you might actually decide that you always want to drink your tea with mindfulness because drinking in this way allows you to be in the present moment, fully engaged with your life in that moment. So when I drink mindfully, I simply concentrate on my tea. And the energy of mindfulness also naturally carries with it the energy of concentration. And when you are very aware of something, you're concentrating on it. And if you're able to concentrate, then you begin to see things more deeply. Suppose that I hold my cup mindfully. And because I am holding my cup mindfully, I am establishing my awareness in the present moment. And suppose that when I um, pour the water into my cup of tea 
and I'm paying attention, then this allows me to start gaining more insight. It allows me to start to see more things. For example, um, when I pour my water into my teacup, I might start to notice that the water is coming from either high up in the mountains or from deep in the earth. And it's gone through this whole system before it arrives at my tap and then I can add it to my cup. And we often take these things for granted. But if I pour my cup of tea with concentration and with mindfulness, I can start to become aware of things that I might not otherwise notice. And I might even go so far as to notice that when I pour my water, that that, that water actually contains clouds um, from the sky. So perhaps there is a cloud arriving that yesterday was floating as a cloud and then it rained down and today it is arriving in a new form in my tea. So although it's no longer a cloud in the sky, it's here now in this new form And when I look deeply, when I bring mindfulness to my cup of tea, if my concentration is strong, then I might even start to discover the nature of no birth and no death of that cloud. I know when I look that it is not possible for the cloud to die. And by death, what I mean is that we take um, something, you know, that we go from something to becoming nothing. And that's what I mean by dying. But if I'm mindful and if I'm concentrating, I start to gain insight. And I can see that a cloud in the sky, it can become snow, it can become rain, it can become ice, it can become the water that lands in my cup of tea, but it can never become nothing. So this is really touching into the nature of no birth and no death of that cloud. And instead, what I see is a continuation. And if I continue to really look deeply, I can also see that I myself have this same nature of no birth and no death. That when I was born, I did not arise from nothing. And in the same way, when I die, I will not become nothing. That if the true nature of a cloud is no birth and no death, then my own nature is also no birth and no death. And that's why in um, my teacher's community and Thich Nhat Hanh's community that they like to say happy continuation day instead of happy birthday. That if I can understand very deeply this nature of no birth and no death in myself, then I can start to break free from the fear of dying because there's no need to fear, I will not become nothing. 
So this is pretty deep. I know I said we're talking about mindfulness today, and this is um, just another aspect of what mindfulness can bring to us, but I don't want you to just take my word for these things. I really want to invite you to start to look deeply at the nature of life around you. This is part of the practice of mindfulness, and I want you to find out for yourself if the things that I share start to ring true for you or if they already ring true to you. So for myself, it really helps me to look to nature to gain more understanding into these concepts. And um, as a former park ranger, I've had the opportunity to spend a lot of time out in nature. I love spending time in the mountains and forests. And when I go into the forest, I can see that when a tree falls over and a tree dies, that it often becomes what we call a nurse log. So when you walk through um, the redwoods, for example, which I am so fortunate to live close to, that I'll see that when a tree has fallen over, that now there is a whole line of new trees and new plants that are growing out of that tree that had died. Um, So essentially, it is continuing on in another form. And in that same way, when we eat plants or animals, that they are giving us life-sustaining nourishment. They are literally becoming the tissues of our own body. And so when we look deeply, mindfulness carries in itself an energy of concentration, but it also carries an energy of insight. Mindfulness, concentration, and insight are all three kinds of energy that we can generate, and they have the power to help us suffer less and to generate feelings of inner calm, inner joy, inner peacefulness, and inner happiness. And All of us, each and every one of us, are capable of generating these energies, especially if we practice mindfulness. So when you learn to drink your tea mindfully or your coffee, if you're a coffee drinker, um, you can learn to walk mindfully, to breathe mindfully. We can um, shower and brush our teeth with mindfulness. And when we do this, we are being fully present with our own life. When mindfulness is there, concentration is there, and insight will naturally follow. And with these three energies, we have the potential to live life very deeply and to be present in the moments of our daily life. So if you think about it, the times when we really truly feel the most alive in our life, um, that's when we have been fully present. And when we live in this way, we will not I think we're much less likely to end up having regrets later on, um, regretting that somehow we have wasted the time in our life because 
we know that we have experienced our life deeply in all of its joy and in all of its pain. Does that make sense? Take a moment, take a deep breath in and take a deep breath out. Just exhale fully. And again, breathe in and breathe out. So when we breathe mindfully, we are bringing the mind home to the body. And the opposite of mindfulness is dispersion or forgetfulness. And um, there are those of us who, when we are drinking our tea or we're eating our meal, that we are not present with what we're doing. That, um, and I, I have, have do this myself. I catch myself um, when I'm at work and I'm eating my lunch, I might still be thinking about my work or focusing on something else. And in those moments, my mind and body are not at home together, and I am not as fully present in that moment as I could be. Um, we all have a body, but we're not always mindful of our body. And a question I would ask you is, do you think that it's harder to take good care of your body when you are not being mindful? If you're not regularly being mindful of your body, is it harder for you to take good care of it? Let me know what you think about that. So if you spend a couple of hours at a time sitting at your computer or watching Netflix, then during that time you might become completely unaware of your body. You might not recognize your posture. You might not notice if your neck or your back is starting to hurt. You might not notice that you're becoming dehydrated. Your mind can get caught up in um, your computer, in the story that you're watching, or the work that you're doing. And in that moment, you essentially are leaving your body there alone. You are um, only fully alive in the present moment when you bring your body and mind together. And that is what mindfulness is. So usually in our daily life, our body is there, but our mind might be elsewhere. And we lack mindfulness in those moments because we're not truly present in the here and now. So if you practice mindful breathing, breathing in, I know that I am breathing in, breathing out, I know that I am breathing out, then you bring your mind home to your body. And when your mind and your body are together, then you are fully established in the present moment. Then you are fully engaged with your life. So mindfulness is the energy that helps us bring our mind home to our body where we can get in touch with the things in life that can help us to heal and can help us to be nourished. 
If you continue to practice mindful walking, mindful eating, mindful breathing, mindful dishwashing, then you'll notice that these energies of mindfulness, of concentration, and of insight become stronger in you. And it can help us to suffer less. It can help us to stress less because we're not getting caught up in our thoughts of the past or the future and of all of our worries. And instead, we have the option of beginning to generate more joy and more happiness, more peace and more calm in our lives. Through mindfulness, we begin to even experience that no challenge is too big for us, that no feeling is truly unbearable, and that all of our thoughts, no matter how scary or exciting as they are, are simply thoughts that come and go and come and go over and over again. You know, the other part of this is that when you begin to pay attention to your life, the truth is it's not going to take very long before you also notice your fear, your pain, your anger, or your anxiety coming up in your life. And that's actually part of the beauty of this practice. The world and life provides us with the curriculum, with the practice. Our challenge is how are we going to be in relationship with with whatever life brings our way? Are we going to contract? Are we going to collapse or react? Or will we be able to recognize, to allow ourselves to expand, allow ourselves to keep our hearts open so that we are truly present um, with whatever comes up in our experience? Can we allow ourselves to be present with all of it, with the good, with the bad, with the ugly, with the beautiful? And since life Um, It just brings literally sometimes millions of opportunities every single day. So we have plenty of stuff to work with. And again, that's part of the beauty of the practice. It's part of the adventure of taking on a mindfulness practice is really allowing ourselves to experience the entirety of life. And peace and joy are also born out of mindfulness. They're born out of our concentration, out of our insight, breathing in. I know that simply because I'm breathing in, I am alive. And and with that awareness, we can start to touch on the joy that is um, available to us in any moment of our in our life that that even when we're suffering you know a beautiful flower or the sun or the rain and the clouds they're still there and true joy and true happiness come from our mindfulness 
even when we have stress and struggles in our life, because in any moment, there are always the conditions for happiness available to us in life in every moment. A great practice, a really nice practice to do is to sit down with a sheet of paper and practice writing down all of the conditions of happiness that are available to you in your life. You know, maybe sit under a tree or in your favorite spot. And if you look really deeply, I think that you will find that you might be able to fill up multiple sheets of paper because when we bring our mindfulness, we can begin to see that we have so many things that we can be grateful for and that can bring us happiness at any moment. It takes training, it takes practice, but you can actually learn the habit of being more happy and more joyful in your life. So I like to say that mindfulness can be thought of in two different ways. It can be a formal and rather rigorous meditation practice. Um, So there is an element of discipline. And the other way of thinking about mindfulness is it's simply a way of being. It's not a philosophy. It's not just a good idea or one more thing to put on your to-do list, but it's a way of being in relationship with everything in your life. And the truth is that any kind of discipline is hard. And I want to be clear about this because in some sense, if you choose to take this on, it can be some of the hardest work in the world to actually just drop in and be fully embodied in the present moment with no agenda for getting anywhere, but just to have a deep relationship with being where you are right now in this moment. And then you can be ready for anything that life brings your way. You can tap into your creativity, your imagination, your healing capacity, your love. You know, you can be present with the things and the people that you care about most in the world. And when you're fully present in ways that are not really possible, you know, when you're just zoning out through the boring or stressful moments of your life, that's when we live the fullest. All we need to do if you choose to accept this assignment from yourself is to just drop into being and allowing things to be held in your awareness, whether they are pleasant, unpleasant, or neutral, and just to simply invite all of the experiences in to have a seat at the table. That's the discipline. And with mindfulness practice, you simply do this over and over and over again, whether you feel like it or not. And then the world itself becomes your meditation teacher. Not me, not anyone else, but life itself becomes your teacher. And when we practice we can discover that life is full of wonderful energy and surprises when you give yourself over to just being in a deep relationship with your life as it is unfolding. Some of the ways to practice mindfulness in your daily life to bring your mind home to your body is um, through simply noticing your breathing 
or in any moment, noticing your physical sensations. If I'm driving a car, I like to check in and see, can I soften my jaws? Can I relax my grip on the steering wheel? Um, When I shower, feeling the water against your skin, um, noticing the taste of the toothpaste as you brush your teeth, um, noticing the taste and the smell of the things that you drink and the foods that you eat, or simply listening deeply to others as they're talking to you rather than always just waiting to reply. Um, So it's just continuing to come back to the present moment over and over again. Today is just one small part of the things that I cover in my Freedom from Anxiety and Refine and Thrive um, coaching program. So if you are interested in learning more about my work, just drop a me in the comments and I will get more information to you. And otherwise, um, please do come back to the group. I will continue to um, offer live trainings at least a couple times a month. And I have lots of other resources. I've um, meditation, guided meditation videos. I also have um, pre-recorded yoga um, practices and Ayurvedic uh, lifestyle practices. And um, again, thanks so much for joining me today. Namaste.